What up, podcast world? This your dude, Walt Lee Dundilla, the popper, Mr. Activelli. Pull up on me, 1809 Vine, 8600 Ward Parkway, or yes, I'm KC.com. Most crashed in the rest, where your bag at? Posted in the store, moving t-shirts and dad hats. Buy three, get one free, you can have that. Niggas get panicked, Quintown's being laughing. What's good? This is Jazz from 64111 Studio. Make sure you holler at me for all your mixing, mastering, and recording needs. For booking, please visit www.64111studio.com. sisters, to any and everyone tuning in and trying to navigate this thing called life. Whether you've been following this healing movement from the jump, or you're brand new to the family and tapping in for the first time, welcome, welcome, you are absolutely welcome. This is the Blacked Out Couch Podcast, but we like to think of it as more of a safe space for decompressing instead of your typical pod. And the purpose of this show is to encourage and promote mental health awareness in our communities. For decades, the mere idea of addressing trauma and healing has always been taboo in the black culture. We're hoping to change that narrative one day at a time, one conversation at a time. Now keep in mind, although we do believe wholeheartedly that the keys to an intentional healing journey include support groups such as these, as well as a variety of other ways to cope. In no way, shape, or form is this show intended to be a replacement or substitute for professional treatment for your mental health needs. What we want to do is encourage, uplift, and provide our audience with the tools and resources that have helped some of us maneuver in our day-to-day routines. While some of our panelists do have experience and specialize in the mental health industry, We're all everyday people trying to get by, just like you. So always remember, no matter what you may be going through, you are not alone. Again, welcome everyone. It's going to take plenty of courage to see this thing through, but I got faith in us, ladies and gentlemen. I hope we heal. Welcome back to the couch for episode 10 with the sisters. Episode 9, the brothers came onto the couch and told us not to judge their vices. We appreciate them. It was a great conversation. If you didn't listen to it, you know what to do. Go to YouTube, go to Spotify, go to your favorite podcast app and tune in. Be sure to follow us on YouTube. But on tonight, the sisters are here. We are going to be talking about virtues and what makes a virtuous woman, what makes a trophy woman, what makes a token woman, how do stigmas drive our mental health, um, and how do we just kind of lift past all of that. 
So I'm ready to get into it. The sisters are waiting on us. So let's get into our greetings and good things. Tonight we have Sister Shonda. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So when we were prepping for this episode, she came on to the backstage and was glowing. I kid y'all not. I'm like, look, I need to, she's showing me up. I need to get some different attire. I'm trying to promote the I hope we heal slow. And she just then came on her and outshined me. So I know you got some good things to share. Give give us your greetings and uh, good things, Miss Shonda. Well, uh, I'm just happy to be here. I actually, I got a lot of stuff going on, but you know, I'm just remaining faithful and keeping it moving can't stay stuck so you know i appreciate the compliment and um you're you gonna have me bright red on here you know so <laughs> show all the emotions that's why we on the couch oh my i can't turn bright red so i appreciate the dynamics that you can that you can show through your whole body i'm saying do it for us all. <laughs> we also got Sister Devin Elise on tonight. Miss Arthur Devin. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Um, so of course, my good things is this book, uh, sitting your shit is doing phenomenal on sales. It is still available. We are now um, available for sale, not only on Angela Marie Publishing, but also Amazon's platform. Um, the producers, uh, excuse me, the publishers are doing a phenomenal job of just helping get the book recognition on multiple platforms. So we will continue letting you guys know where you can buy it. But right now, Amazon and Angela Marie Publishing, uh, go out, buy the book journal, buy two, buy three, buy five, share them with your family and friends uh i'm just on a high right now from the feedback uh the healing experiences i had one lady was like i opened it up and the second page i was crying and i'm just like oh wow so i'm excited for what it's done for me and i'm excited for what it's going to do for you guys so make sure you grab that and i'm just happy to be on the couch again with my sister so hey y'all hey hey, hey. I it's like it's been forever Yes, it really does. It does. it does. Time has just been flying by. And real quick, I, I want to piggyback off of your greetings and good things. Because first of all, if you don't follow Miss Devin Elise on social media, please do so. Because her feed was flooding with pictures of people who bought the journal. And it was like, I got mine, I got mine. I was like, oh, shoot. This about to be a movement. I'm here for it. I need to take a picture with mine because I do mm -hmm. have mine. Yeah, mine. I need yours. I need mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in it, though. Like, I don't want it to just be about <laughs> like. it. That's okay. I'm going to try and get my glow like I shine the glow in, but we're going to see. We're going to see if I can get it. You but, just need one of these lights I got. <laughs> all right. I hope producer taking notes. Yes. Yes. Show it up. Yes. Show it up. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, was I, I read on social media, someone was saying, I love how raw and authentic you were. I saw someone post that and they were like, that made me grab it. And I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if she was responding to that because of the video clip that you shared with the world at the book release that you had in Kansas City where you did the reading. I was like, go ahead. So I don't know if she had saw that or if she had read it from someone else. But that feedback alone did it for me because we don't want none of the fluff. We need to get into the real nitty gritty. That's what we need out here in these streets. People are hurting and going through they this are. stuff. 
Yep. And, yeah. and the only way to get others to be vulnerable is to be vulnerable yourself. Yep. So yep. I will be the sacrifice. God told me to. I will be obedient to that calling. And it it's actually been more rewarding than I expected. It's actually healing. It's Very. healing to talk Very. about and help other people heal. I hope yeah. we heal. Uh, yeah. Sister, you didn't do your greetings and good things. Uh, so Miss Princess, how are you? Oh, right. Well, thank you. You know what? This is going to sound so cliche, but I am so much better now that I'm here on the couch with the sisters. It has been a week. <laughs> it has really been a week and not even with bad stuff, but just like thing after thing after thing after thing. And then I'm run down past out on the couch. That's been my kind of week. So, you know, now that we're here and we're recording, um, you know, with the sisters, it gave me life. So that's my good thing is that like I feel refreshed. I had a very productive week. I overcame some things that were sources of anxiety. So I'm proud of myself for it. But baby, it took a lot of energy. That's yeah. good. That's I mean, yeah. people don't realize that too. You know, when you when you dealing with that type of stuff, it takes a physical toll on you. You have to rest. You have yes. to. Yes. I you think know, one of the things that somebody told me is listening to our podcast they've been able to identify what they're going through because we give it a name. Wow. You know how like Princess just said, wow. you know, like I've been dealing with my anxiety. Like people don't hear those terms on a daily basis. So to be able to say, oh my God, my chest was tight. I was having a panic attack. Now somebody else can be like, I did that. That's what that was. Let me look into it. And Regardless of if they admit it or not, they're Googling terms. Like, I promise LaShawn to be on here dropping words, and I'll be over here like, what was that? <laughs> That's what so was that? You know, like, like it, is, it is a blessing to know that, you know, this podcast has created a platform for us to truly heal. Like, people, we say it and we mean it, but we also kind of make it a little joke. Like, I hope we heal. But seriously, People are healing because of us. People are healing because of this platform from the sisters and the brothers. And I've been seeing people ask to be on it. So I'm like, uh, we about to be done with this season, but come on to season two. Like, okay. Yes, yes. And matter of fact, on that note, we will have openings for season two. We I are going to I got to come with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to I'm come just with kidding. We'll have to come with it. We do have some criteria. I mean, it's some high standards. It's some high standards. Seriously, we have some amazing people on this podcast. Every almost everybody on the podcast is an entrepreneur. Well, I speak for the sisters. Every sister on the podcast, every woman that has ever spoken on this platform is an entrepreneur. Um, and so yes, Let girls so we, rock. Okay. Sweet. Yes, we and so Absolutely. definitely want to encourage every woman out there. Like your vision can be one of the scariest things. Let's talk about growth though. Growth is scary. <laughs> there's seriously, there's grieving that occurs with growth. So I was meeting with my career coach this week and he was asking me, how am I doing? What do I feel like I'm at in terms of my career and life? I said, I feel like I'm in transition. Like, I feel like I'm no longer this young woman trying to like figure out what her thing is or what her talents are. Like, I'm, I'm pretty well aware now what my talents are, what I'm good at, but it's scary. Because now I have to step into this space of being responsible for how I use 
those talents, right? For trying to figure out what values are going to drive me with the platforms that I choose to share my energy with, with the impact that I have on other people. And it's like, whoa, that's heavy. Don't nobody teach you how to carry all of that weight, right? And you have all of these other influences in the world where, oh, girl, treat your, yourself to shopping and treat yourself by going out here and thotting. And, you know, there's all these different just themes and influences out there. And how do I find the right one for me? There's so and many how to, free yeah. ways to treat yourself. Trust me, I know. Yeah, it's, you know. It's the, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say the brothers talked about that on their episode. What's the difference between advice and self-care? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I was just going to say not trying to push the show, but us being able to carry those different qualities is what makes us virtuous versus trophy. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we, we can possess certain qualities that dictate how we're received in our marriages when we get married or when we're positioning ourselves to be a wife, like what qualities are we carrying that will identify if we're going to be a virtuous wife or token wife or trophy wife. So y'all don't even realize it, but I'm just sitting back listening. I'm like, y'all listed everything we've got to be talking about anyway. Like that's, right, yes. that's crazy. That's crazy. Let's do it. Actually, let's go ahead. Let's get into stigmas and values. Cause you talked about the different qualities and I feel like, Every single quality, no matter which one we would name, if we were to name some, and I do want to name some, but there, I feel like there's either a stigma associated with it um, or there's some sort of value associated with it. And honestly, mm-hmm. stigmas don't have to be bad per se. I feel like we always use that word as if it's bad. So let's just keep it to being the negative word and mm-hmm. that being the positive word. So like, what are some qualities, I guess, that you have seen coming out in your marriage or past marriages? I, if, if you want to talk about that, I don't know. I feel like I want you to. But what are some qualities that you feel like you had that were stigmas instead of necessarily your own values? Um, I believe what what I've learned is my 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 hustle mentality, like my go getter energy, um, my ability to sometimes be the breadwinner it can be looked at as a stigma versus a value. Um, with the right man, it can be a value. With the wrong man, it could be a stigma. Um, I think it's real hard as a woman to to be in a role of breadwinner, but still um, align with the submission of a woman and what that's supposed to look like and abusing that word, even uh, abusing that word. So. Um, me personally, like I said, I've always been a hustler, like not a street hustler, but I'm always having my hands in something. I really believe that God created me to be a visionary. I'm always thinking of a new idea, a new concept, a new event, a new way to get money, a new way to help somebody. And to certain men, that is and has been very intimidating. It's like they want to hush me and muzzle me and make me small. And it's like, no, baby, I'm a giant. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And God knew what he was doing when he created me. And I needed to make sure that I found the man that wasn't intimidated by my boldness, that wasn't intimidated by the light that I shine. And um, being able to walk in that boldness with a man that is just as confident makes the difference between virtuous and trophy or token. So 
that's just my two cents. Come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. He said a whole word. Okay. <laughs> what, you got what qualities do you feel like you possessed that were viewed as stigmas but values to you? Um, and it don't even have to be just in a relationship setting, just you know, any sort of engagement that you've had with people. I think my biggest one is my androgynous nature. Like, so. <laughs> Look, because I'm like, is Devin over there Googling? Because I'm like, Google. now you know you're going to have to. <laughs> Heads to Google. So, Heads to Google. <laughs> what I mean is ever since I was a kid, I've always had both male and female type of interest um qualities how i present into the in the world like where i'm both uh what's considered to be masculine uh left brain left brain and then what's considered to be right brain creativity i've, I've always had both and what happens like when i'm in relationships with people especially guys who display like um I don't like the term toxic masculinity, but I would say like unhealthy masculine um, traits. I tend to mirror those to them. And so that's where I kind of get the stigma of being mannish or whatever. But I mean, you come at me the wrong way, you're going to pretty much get back whatever you you put out to me. So, you know what I'm saying? I have a tendency to either mirror the best or worst qualities in people and kind of reflect and show them that, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, I don't, I don't know if, because I have that quality or ability about myself, um, if that's why I'm able to be both, you know, left and right brained or display both masculine and feminine qualities kind of in a balanced way. Um, but like I said, when I'm in an imbalanced situation, those qualities about myself kind of become out of balance. Whereas I find when I'm in balance, I think that I personally, it's my opinion that everyone should have their masculine and feminine qualities in balance. I think that's how we're supposed to live. We, we don't have two sides to our brain for nothing you know so um but when i'm around people who are out of balance i tend to kind of reflect that to them so that's where the stigma comes in about me mm. okay i always go hit us with the scientific stuff yeah. <laughs> i done googled and learned a whole new word watch me use it tomorrow <laughs> word of the day yeah so i'm not really like there's different ways they use androgynous, you know, people dress androgynously, you know, I'm psychologically androgynous, technically. Oh, my Lord. Mm. Girl, we don't have to put something on the screen. With the definition. I have a definition. <laughs> I had to look like, am I androgynous? Let me look it up. Right, like, am I? Am I? I can't be. I'm literally. Like, I think the value in it so. when I read the definition just means, in my mind, tomboy. 
Mm. Like, that's it. Well, when you're a woman that you're that's androgynous, you're a tomboy. And when mm -hmm. you're a man that's androgynous, you're, you're a metrosexual. Metrosexual, yep. Mm -hmm. A what? <laughs> now, I know you heard that word. <laughs> no, I have not. I'm not going to tell y'all the word I was thinking because I don't think that's appropriate because the word I was thinking started with an S and ended with a Y. But I mean... <laughs> Somebody let me know what, what is this? <laughs> a metrosexual is a straight man who displays his like healthy feminine qualities. Like, like they really dress, they're real big on their hygiene, manicures, they get manicures, they yeah. yeah, but they are heterosexual, yeah. You know? Now, see, is this term considered a stigma in the male? It is. Some some men will not want to identify because it's linked negatively to mm -hmm. other um categories, which I don't believe. Like I mm -hmm. I have my tomboyish ways, but baby, when I dress up and get clean, now I'm in my feminine ways. So that's why when what she was explaining is what we it's crazy because of course you know you have these definitions that we never even knew the word to but like when she was explaining i'm like that just reminds me of a tomboy yeah but for women it's okay but uh the word for men is not okay so you just keep having to tread lightly it's that you know double x word there because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i'm just saying i like um I like a man that can get very polished. Are you saying that uh, metrosexual would would is the same thing as polished men? This is somebody who is regularly very polished. So, but are into women? Yeah, and have healthy masculine yeah. traits. See, because now what's healthy and what's unhealthy? See, this is where we. I feel like we're starting to get into stigmas. What's considered healthy masculine traits? This we gonna have to bring this up in the I'm trying to think of a man that we can give any like I feel like a Steve Harvey, but I we don't know what he's like on a daily basis. But when you see him in front My of the camera, he's, like he's, very, <laughs> he's very he's <laughs> very they're gonna be like, What are we laughing at? That is so crazy. But he's very well groomed. He's very well put together. His appearance, his clothing, you could tell he got manicures, pedicures. He's lined up, trimmed up like he's ready. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From an outward from an outward standpoint, he will be like the textbook definition of right. a metrosexual. But we don't know what he'd be like on the days he ain't in front of the camera. He might be in some grandpa sweats and a holy tank top for all we and, know. And, and some Jesus sandals. You know, so I feel I like he got some Jesus sandals. was a great <laughs> example because I was <laughs> this child. <laughs> the first thing I thought of when y'all brought up Steve Harvey was that's why he wrote act like a woman, think like a man. This is acting too much. I must fill my water. Princess is connecting the dots to everything and everything. And he put a zigzag in it, P. Put it. I mean, but even like, so if you look at that from like an from an energetic perspective, you know, feminine femininity is the receptive energy, and and masculinity is the is the energy that takes action. It's the it's the thinking energy. It's the one that puts the thoughts out there. 
You know what I'm saying? And the feminine I just hate is, that we have to have these names and stigmas because yes. in essence, you really want a man to have some sort of feminine energy a so balance. that he yes. can be yes. emotionally able to connect. Like, you yes. can't be like, I need you to come with this testosterone because testosterone is going to bring hard and, and uh, but when Angry. I'm crying, I don't need you to come. What's wrong with you, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, some some women might like that. So. <laughs> she needs to to go to look. I'll I'll have them post my life coaching yes, link. She needs to go talk to somebody. You know, it's okay to to be oh my and and um emotionally intelligent and able to connect on an yes. emotional level with all without all the. I'm with you. So we. The brothers actually talked about that on episode one. Why don't men show emotion? I think that was verbatim the title, but let me not mess it up. Y'all go go review it. But they did talk about that. And I was live in the comments when that episode first aired. And there was some woman on here like, uh-uh. No, I want a hard man. And I responded. With that's why I said some people like that. No. I, I think that's a trauma response. I think so, too. Because, no, if you knew love in its softest form, you right. wouldn't want nobody to be hard all the time. Right. Like, mm -mm, And I vulnerability don't. is one of those healthy feminine emotions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what values should we expect in relationships? I think it's different for everybody. Goodness. Honestly, because it depends on that person's personal values to begin with. Just making sure that you are equally yoked with the person that you're dealing with so that your values are in alignment with each other. I mean, I, I don't think there's, I think of course there are certain maybe foundational things that probably every relationship should have. But I think outside of that is probably more better determined by the people in that relationship. You know, what's funny. I made a post today and it said, um, date a man based on the fruits he bear and not his potential. Mm, I saw mm. that. I had men in my inbox. It was a couple on a post that were commenting as though I said something damaging, like I was shaming a man. And it's just like, do you not understand what the fruits of a person are like, should I have said the values of a man? Should I like, should I've changed the word? Because what you just said, I don't is, think that was the part that was offensive to them. Mm. Yeah, it but the it's potential part that was offensive. Because they to them. want us to look into who they could be, but it's like, again, and this, this was preached at the Women Evolve conference, which is where I kind of got that from. But it's just like, you can't want a person and this goes both ways but for the most part women are always and i'm not going to say always for the most part women undermine their values and ethics to meet a man where he is based on the potential of where she see he could be but sometimes a man doesn't even see his own potential and that's a whole nother trigger thing but it also happens uh vice versa with women but i was simply 
you know, when I make my posts, I'm making them some days for men, some days for women, some days for kids. And I really just felt that way from my own experience because I am an empath. Being a person that is big on healing and, and loving and mental health, I seem to attract people that need healing. Wounded people. Yep. Yeah. And it's yep. like, I can be in your life to help you heal and get to a next level, but it doesn't always need to be in an intimate relationship. And, and it I don't need to be that. permanent. I've learned that and I'm okay with the relationships <laughs> that have come and gone because I feel like I've shined my light enough in your life. What you do with it is what you do with it. I planted a seed now. Hopefully you got something to water that soil or... It won't because otherwise they'll drag you down while they're not absolutely. actively working. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They and I'm gonna keep saying, or vice versa, taking your light for their energy, keep coming in your light, depending on your light, and not all my watch, not trying to now. Write, their own. You know what I mean? They're taking all my watch until I ain't got no more light. You hear me? Dimming me up. That's why I'm glowing because I didn't cut everybody off. I knew it was the reason the glow was there. You better tell it. Tell it like Girl, yeah, tell us, y'all. Yeah, she getting for listening to this podcast audio only. I'm going to need y'all to go to YouTube and check my girl out because she is for real the definition of glow. Now, okay, so while y'all was talking, I went on ahead and had to pull back and get into cyber world and look up this post because you know I did. And uh, somebody, I don't know, a man, and he said, now, if a man posted this, let's unpack that. I'm, I, I'm, I know it's kind of rude to attack him while he's not here to talk, but he, he's more than welcome to join unpacking what happened there. You know, we'll be happy to have you next week, brother. But uh, I it don't just ever sound, feel, It just sounds like a typical automated response. It does. It does. And here's my pushback. My pushback is going to be, this is kind of stigma-ish, but like, I don't feel like I ever see men making posts about a woman having fruits i'll be seeing posts about what we should wear how we shouldn't have lashes on why we got this wig on why our toenails not done why y'all always twerking on camera if you're if you pay attention all the things that they shame are the things that build their trophy wife come 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 on on. i'm gonna just sit back oh come on Let's talk about that a little bit. Because the crazy thing is, I talked to another man, and one of the things that I didn't understand, and like I have a lot of male friends because I be wanting perspective from a male's perspective, a point of view from a male's perspective. I said that all that was, but it's like men will look at uh women with bbls they'll follow all kind of strippers but then they despise that for their own woman and it's like how do you expect her to have confidence if you're gawking over what she's not thank you well because i don't want other men you don't want her to possess the things that you lust over because then you'll be intimidated by the men that are also lusting over the thing that you have so you want to lust over somebody else's trophy wife and then you want to try to have this virtuous wife that you're not making feel virtuous because she doesn't have the body of the token wife that the other man got like y'all gotta quit uh flipping and flopping and not knowing where you want to land like i don't understand it like you gotta stand for something or fall for everything girl if you don't come on i'm just saying 
And then oh. I feel like that's that's why as women, we have our values all twisted, turned upside down, you know, upside down, inside out. Little values are made bigger, bigger values are shrunk because we out here, I mean, most women, we feel like our purpose is really um, I guess made complete whenever we have a partner, whenever we have a husband. Like a lot of us, we can be out here serving the world, helping people change lives, really, you know, trailblazing and 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 doing things that's changing society. That's building up souls. But for most women, if you do not have someone whose rib you belong to, you feel like you're not virtuous or like you don't have values. So instead of prioritizing the things that actually the, the traits and qualities that actually does build someone up. Right. That's actually loving. That's actual virtues. We start prioritizing the values that have to do with. What can I do to, uh, I guess, be a catalyst for a man to desire me? It's like we want the desire more than we want the relationship, the connection. And I mean, I'm not blaming it all on men. Not at all. But I definitely think that it's fueled to the fire when there is this, um, you know, world where men are basically like, you got to be BBL. You got to have the perfect face, the perfect hair. You can't be out here sloppy. Don't nobody want to see you wearing these, them short shorts. And we all don't look like Hooters girls. And most of them don't even become anyway. And most of them are falling off anyway, anyway. I mean, but I, and so I, I saw the, I saw this the other day because apparently now the trend is, so y'all know when we was growing up, the trend was to be like super thin, right? And then it went to now you got to be thick, you got to have an ass, you got to have an hourglass, hourglass figure type of thing, right? Now we're back to going back to thin is in, and the problem with this, it, it, with with society and people not thinking for themselves is. Now all them people that done went and got this surgery to be thick. Now what? You not your authentic self because you try. I not and look. I don't knock nobody for what they do. I don't want it to come off like that at all. My thing is, if you did it for yourself, more power to you. Mm -hmm. If you if if that's what you wanted for yourself, I'm not knocking it. If you did it because you want to fit in or because you want to look a certain way or be a certain way because of what society says thinks or feels there's a problem with that there's healing that needs to be done you know what i'm saying because how you gonna be in a healthy relationship and you don't even accept yourself for who you are and and how you look I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible to be in a healthy relationship without self-love and self-acceptance. That part. Agreed. That part. Okay, so I want to read a snippet. Actually, Sister Janine, she brought this up in our prior episode, but she had something going on. Couldn't make it tonight. However, I do want to read this. Proverbs 31, she talked about it. It's very popular. It's what defines a virtuous woman. So I I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures. Like I tell everybody, I have likely heard me say it on unpacking before. I'm not out here telling everybody that on this exact reading, you got to be a Christian. But I always say, try the Bible out. 
because it's a principle. We all live by code. We all have principles. And so if you're going to be tuning into this show, you're going to be hearing about our codes and our principles. Okay. Proverbs 31 and 10 reads, an excellent woman, one who is spiritual, capable, intelligent, and virtuous. Who is he who can find her? Her value is more precious than jewels and her worth is far above rubies or pearls. The heart of her husband trusts in her with secure confidence. I'm going to run that back. The heart of her husband trusts in her with secure confidence and he will have no lack of gain. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. So if I'm going to break that down a little bit, I'm going to say that there are these, these elements of a woman that's not going to dwindle away with time, mm-hmm. i.e. the way my body looks. We're going to sag at some point. I want to live to be 100. I'm going to sag. I'm just saying. I'm sag at some point. Something's going to be sagging. <laughs> It's just part of the line, right? So there are elements of a woman that should be so ingrained in who she is and connected to her values and her virtues that that is what's going to draw a man in. That's what's going to to pull him because a woman who has those values, she is worth more than any gem, jewel, or pretty thing on this earth. And it's those values, those virtues that really solidifies a man's heart. That's what gets him so that he has no lack of gain. Like the, the, the verse said, no lack of gain. That means mm-hmm. that he is constantly gaining. He constantly winning. He's winning. And so what are your virtues? What are your values? And brothers out here who acting like they don't need that. I hope you heal. For real. Because it's almost like both the fruits that a man bear and the things that a virtuous woman possess are connected to God. So anything aligned with him is going to be good for you. Women so carry you want to flip the, the conversation. You want to flip the post and say, if a man said it, yes, a man should say it. And a man should want a woman, his woman, his potential wife to bear the fruits of what Proverbs 31 says. Like if she doesn't, then you might want to consider who you are asking to be your wife. Or if that's not um a necessity to you because you want this facet of a woman that society says, then you also have to know that that woman is eventually going to sag. So what what you're going in it for isn't what you're going to get long-term. So the things that come with time and that stay are what's, what's within, not the outside. And it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. And if you believe in the word or if you believe in God, then there's your proof right there. And we have we we tend to have, you know, certain types of soul connections with with people already. And part of, you know, part of that is, you know, some of it is karma. Like, you know, some of it is lessons we got to learn. Like, you know, that saying, you know, some people in your life for. Uh, a, a, a season and some people in your life for a reason and we got to be able to discern which people are there for a season like you know Devin was talking about the 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 being an empath and being a healer and knowing when 
when you when it's time to cut people off because they because they draining you you know what i mean but from a spiritual standpoint with with um the being a virtuous woman again that goes back to i think and and, and the fruit what that's what devin was saying about the fruits what i was gonna uh say it's having to do with women the energetic uh, signature that women carry is a fertile signature. We carry the signature of uh, creation, literally. And so, of course, she's going to gain. Of course, if she's whole as a person by herself, when she gets with him, how could how could it be anything else? But that's why women who are whole or tend to be whole as a person can attract broken men because they're trying to steal that wholeness in in a way because they can't gain it you i don't know if i'm making sense yes (laughs) and that's why i think like as far as as the whole thing as far as a trophy wife because you see a lot of of women who are empaths kind of fall into our 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 maybe caring nurturing people kind of fall into those situations because nine times out of ten those men that need a woman to validate them they have no self-love they have no self-worth so they need her light to validate them when they need it and when they're done just like a trophy she goes on the shelf so um I know um, Princess just read the scripture for a virtuous wife. You know, we like Google.com queens here. So I pulled up um, the definition for a trophy wife. And I'm going to read it and then I'm going to say something. So a trophy wife is a young, attractive woman who is the wife of a rich and successful older person and acts as a symbol of the person's social position. So first off, I said this in one of our episodes before, we misuse terms. Some people are getting these labels that they don't deserve. You can't say you have a trophy wife if you're not a rich and successful older man. And women can't say that they're a trophy wife if they don't fit the criteria of what it says. And I say that to say I used to label myself as what I thought was a trophy wife, one, because Um, It seemed as though I was in a marriage where I was creating an image for him. And I say that to say I gave myself that title because, in my opinion, a trophy wife was somebody that gave an image that that um, helped solidify the, the fantasy world of what said man or what said man um, thought his social status was. So me feeling like I'm giving him um, this this image of what he thought a man was supposed to be, what he thought family was supposed to be, also that he could hide his true identity. I I thought that that's what I was doing for him. Per that definition, I wasn't a trophy nothing because he wasn't rich and successful for one. But two, again, we have to stop putting these labels on ourselves and our brothers and sisters that don't apply. There is no um, 
no prize, no possession in being a trophy wife. There's no honor in that. You know what I'm saying? Like we walk around with these labels like it's a Gucci bag and we be the knockout versions. Like, and we really have to understand that our value and our honor comes in being virtuous, not being a trophy. Because like LaShonda said, that's something that you can put, you put a trophy on, on a shelf. It's a cold piece of metal. Dust. You know, like it, it's something to give you accolades and make you feel like you're better than it causes mm -hmm. for celebration. But a virtuous wife, those are values and, and things that are created in her. And and she brings a foundation and she brings a sense of peace and she brings so much more that is not tangible because it also says that in the scripture somewhere. Now, I'm not going to quote it because I ain't the pastor, but she read it like things that a woman can bring that don't cost are things that are of value. So, I don't like the idea of being objectified in any sense yep. at all. Yeah, I'm not an object. I'm a human being. Yes, yeah. as such. Period. Period. And what's interesting is that, you know, I do feel like that term trophy wife, it kind of has created a um, an illusion, like you said, Evan, in our community. Because women be wanting to be with the popular man and be like, oh, I'm going to be his trophy. I want to be on his arm, right? Some women that want the ball players want the ball players for the fame. Some women that want to be with the, you know, the king of the hood. I mean, we just going to talk about it. Want to be with the king of the hood because, oh, he out here doing it. I'm going to be on his arm. And we're out here chasing men and really, to be honest, objectifying them for what everybody else is perceiving them to be. And wanting to basically continue to live into that so that then the man starts to objectify us, right? And and there's some women that honestly don't want to look in the mirror. They will walk around all day objectifying me. How much money you got? Mm -hmm. Is you Absolutely. fit? What mm -hmm. shoe size you were? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, pleasure ain't important. I'm not saying that, but it should not be the number one thing. So women, if we're out here doing that for men and we're being shallow for what men want, why do we get upset? When we get objectified, look, it's like this. You got you got two options in life, basically. You got service to self and service to others. Them is your two options. And people who objectify other people are service to self type of people. They have transactional mindsets. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those people was made for each other because they own the same type of stuff anyway. The gold digger and the, the the dude that's only looking at a woman's external, they made for each other. Yeah. They toxic. <laughs> they gonna trauma bond. They gonna fight. They go, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know the story. It's one that stays on the feeds constantly, and I don't follow none of them people. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes I wonder if that's what fuels this vindictive uh, feeling when relationships don't work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're rejecting me or, oh, you saying I ain't worth nothing. Or like we, we start treating people who we are in relationships with as if they are objects because we assume we have some sort of ownership over, yep. the, over them. Like, no, every person has, um, you know, freedom of choice. And yes, breakups are hard. Yes, divorces are hard. But sometimes 
things are just not meant to be. Um, and so I, I'm not really supportive of the whole, let me be vindictive. If you don't want to be with me, you can't be with nobody. And, you know, let me try to have a child with him to lock him down. Like that's all toxic behavior that fuels mental health issues and threatens your mental wellness. And that's called that. obsession. That's what it's called. Obsession. Infatuation is another very dangerous thing that leads to obsession. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Absolutely. So like, we do. We have to stop and ask ourselves, right? Like, why are we intertwined with the person that we're intertwined with? Why are we having relations with the people that we are having relations with? Because that's a big deal. You know, when you have a child with someone, y'all are family. Y'all are bound spiritually now. You literally just created a whole a, a new soul contract. <laughs> a whole new soul contract. People don't believe it. A whole new karmic cycle. And now you have that 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 um, bitterness, right? That vindictiveness. When you are holding all of that as a woman, and you are pregnant. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to speak out of my league a little bit here, but I'm, I have two mothers on her that I know can vouch for this. I'm also um, a discerner and empath, as, as Devin says. And I can tell you this, when you hold all that in and you are carrying your child, like that's a very sacred process. Absolutely. And what you are, just like how what you eat physically can affect your child. You're creating a seed of Chucky. What you feed your child spiritually, like what you're feeding your mind mentally, emotionally, when you are pregnant, you have to be careful with that. Absolutely. Generational oh, curses are so real. And so values and virtues are literally the breath of life when you're thinking about what are you feeding your soul? What are you feeding your spirit? What what are you entered or injecting into your legacy? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that that about what you what you're doing like when you're pregnant, listen. I was the happy go lucky pregnant woman, and like I had the real pregnancy glow. I was the one everybody wanted to rub the belly. And when I tell you that I had the happiest baby, and she's still friendly, and you know, she she never met a stranger never since she was little and so that stuff really matters you know about how we are in our environment because we talked about this before the whole epigenetics thing how our environment affects our genes you know we have to be mindful of of things that that we're we're doing and you know you if you constantly want to be sitting up, I don't see how people constantly want to be sitting up arguing with nobody or fussing with nobody. That should give me a headache and make my stomach hurt. Get that away from me. I don't have time. And listen, I'm not no vengeful type of person because the type of protection I got, you might not want to mess with me because I ain't never fought my own battles. Listen. Come on. Come on. Come on, because <laughs> I ain't never fought my own battles. Now, they're right there. No matter how much people have tried to provoke me, I've always turned the other cheek. Now, if you put your hands on me, we have a problem. But so far, ain't too many people tried that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, 
but yeah, don't don't you don't come for people that's out here doing good in the world. You just don't. Come on. And I y'all know I gotta throw some of my code at it. My Bible say touch not my anointed. Thank you. No, for those who don't know the anointed, okay. That's one who has favor with God, who has covering who God knows intimately. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I'm mm. just saying, y'all mm. better be careful because mm. you don't know, you don't know really who you could be messing with mm -hmm. and you don't know what damage you can be doing within your own legacy your own you know household your own life. cursing your own bloodline building generational curses generational curses don't just appear mm -hmm. they happen from decisions and you know for as much as we like to hold our those who came before us our ancestors our grandparents for as much as we want to hold them accountable for their generational curses, you have to be willing to do that for yourself because we are very powerful. And that we got to go to commercial break, y'all. But I want to start the next segment talking about the power of a woman. Mm. I do. I got, I got a question I want to ask y'all. So we're going to go ahead and throw some, you know, love to our sponsors and go on a commercial break. We'll be right back. Angela Marie Publishing presents an association with the Blacked Out Couch Podcast. The Healing Collection, featuring apparel with 10 unique designs to represent your healing journey in style. Also, check out The Survivor, our custom tote bag tailored for carrying those day-to-day -day loads. A portion of all proceeds are donated to mental health organizations dedicated to the culture and the community. Visit our store by clicking the link in the description or going to www.angelamariepublishing.com to shop now and support the movement. Let's heal. As a community, we look at the word trauma as one of those hush-hush uh, words. Fall 2023. It's a stigma around that word. Like nobody wants to be labeled or be classified under that. Angela Marie Publishing proudly presents. If you look at it, trauma is merely just being exposed or voluntarily or involuntarily to a situation um, that changes your outlook. Sit in your shit a 30-day guided journal for processing a crisis. You have become accustomed and immune to your own healing. Written by Miss Devin Elise, certified life coach and founder of Lifted KC. Because mental health doesn't care where you are, what you're doing, who you are, it's gonna kick in when it wanna kick in. Fall 2023, sit in your shit. When it finds its place to trigger you, boom, you're triggered. If you don't deal with the trauma, you're gonna constantly be triggered. The highly anticipated guided journal from Kansas City's own, Devin Elise. And one of the things that I'm learning in my associates with this healing is to be aware and to sit in my shit. For more information, visit AngelaMariePublishing.com. When I feel something, I sit there and figure it out. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling? Because when I can identify it, I, the next go round, I can prevent it before. Sit in your shit. 
available now. Okay, all right, y'all. Thanks for all of the wonderful words from our sponsors. But now I want to hit the sisters with a question. Sisters, if you had to describe in your own words why women are so powerful, what would you say? I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about us carrying that that creative spirit, that creative energy. Um, we can generate energy ourselves um, when we're in our power. Um, and, you know, that's why, like we talked about the whole, um, like we talked about the whole light. Sorry, I got a text message in. <laughs> when we talked about the whole light thing, I mean, that's a form of power. And um, women have the ability in their wholeness to generate that power by themselves. That's a good answer. I would say because we were created to carry life, like that makes us powerful in itself. You know what I'm saying? Like there would be no life without the womb of a woman. And I believe that that was God's intent. Um, and I think for that reason, that brings us value. Um, and that's where our power lies in being able to create life. Mm, I love that. I love that. Okay. I'm going to put a twist on my perspective by trying to, like, I guess, tie back to both of y'all. So I would always wonder why, like, what was the significance of the woman being a rib of the man, right? And I used to always think, like, oh, it's just because she's part of him. But, like, why did it have to be that particular part? Why couldn't it be some other part of the body? Yeah, but not just the heart, the whole thoracic cavity. Yeah. And the thoracic cavity is all of the critical organs that you need to live. That's not your brain. It's your lungs. It's your nervous system part that's not in the brain because you have very important nerves that live in that area of your of your body. Right. And the reason why they're there is because your heart your lungs, all of that functions without you having to tell your body to do it. And You're so good. the nerves, exactly. The nerves that live in that part of the body have to be on point, constantly working all the time. They have to be on fleet. And the ribs cover all of that. They literally are the protection of that life, right? And so when you think about the purpose of the woman, everything about her, like Devin was saying, everything about her has to do with cradling life mm. everything cradling the the sensitive and the intimate parts of life we're the rib we cover the sensitive the intimate and the very important part of the organs right and we're the key to life so not only do we have the power <laughs> to speak and breathe life but we're the key to life and connecting that back to what shonda says we really can change atmospheres. Mm -hmm. My husband slapped me in the face one day, y'all. 
What? Because we were arguing one morning. I don't know what I did. I did something, but it either way, I didn't do what he was expecting me to do. And y'all know that's the one thing that leads argument to arguments when someone isn't behaving in another person's expectation. That's that's always the root of an argument. So I wasn't behaving the way that he expected me to. And he said to me, you know what your problem is? You don't recognize the power that you have over the atmosphere in this home. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That Absolutely. was the smack, y'all, just for y'all thinking that, that her husband smack. was physically abusing her. Because, you know, yeah. somebody go, just got to clean that up because somebody might okay. come in. <laughs> put this in. But that was powerful. That was powerful, but I got to make sure ain't nobody coming for my brother's neck okay. later. They Come will play it. Because he will, he will a metaphor, the whole y'all. It's a metaphor. But that was a yeah. powerful yeah. metaphor. But when, yes. you talk, when you talk about protection, too, you know, a lot of times men have the idea that they are the protectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all are physical protectors. But who is y'all spiritual protection? Come on. Nurturing. Come on. That's what nurturing is. Exactly. Nurturing exactly. is protecting. Like if you look at and like the, the whole animal kingdom, like uh the the mother protects her cub. Like it, it, it's by nature. You're not taught to do it. it. Protection isn't something that you're taught. Now, our protection looks totally different from a man's protection. And like we we're saying, it's coming from a nurturing place. It's coming from we're making sure you're fed. We're making sure you're well groomed. We're making sure that the the main things that will keep your heart beating are secure it's it's covered you know like when you go to bed at night if you have you a virtuous woman she's praying over you you don't even have to hear it or know it but you gotta know that when you walk out that door she just put a hedge of protection over you you. she sent up one to the father on your behalf because that's what a virtuous wife does not a trophy wife she just want to be seen but a virtuous wife is heard by god on your behalf absolutely Y'all better, y'all better choose wisely. Okay. Choose wisely. And when I understand look, some of them ain't praying for good. They praying, but they ain't P-R-A. Why you hear me? They are P-R-A-Y-E. Change that down real quick. A whole nother definition. Y'all better, y'all better pray that y'all picking the right ones that are going to pray for you to the Lord above and not not pray on you. Downfall, not just want you because, like somebody said, uh, they what you call them, the king of the neighborhood, the king of the streets, (laughs) king of the streets, king of the hood, king of the hood. He for the streets. She is too. (laughs) <laughs> the one I'm praying for each other. Okay. They ain't praying for each other. Come on, I'm just saying. And it's that that power is so important. So when you when you're thinking about society and these stigmas, like why do y'all think it's um, so common for women to not focus on the power that she really has? Right. We talked about this a little bit in our in episode two, a black out couch, strong black woman, where we were like basically talking to how women have misconstrued our power and thinking that we are powerful for holding the house down from a provider's perspective. And so we feel like we're strong if we're really playing the role that a man should be playing instead of being strong in the power that we really do have, all the things we just talked about. So why do y'all feel like just, 
I want to talk about black women. We don't talk about women in general. None against non-black non women, but this blacked out couch. Black women. Why do you feel like we are so okay with disregarding what our real power is? Because we've been over-masculinized. Gen generational curses have mm -hmm. taught us what strength looks like mm -hmm. or what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And everything that we've been taught has been the complete opposite. And once you really tap into your true self and really start healing, you start to realize that you have done yourself a disservice to honor yourself as this strong black woman that can pay all the bills. I don't want to be that no more. I swear to God, I don't. Like, I really am in a season where I want to be comfortable asking for help. I want to be comfortable receiving it, not to be lazy, but to really allow a man to step into his king um, authority and ignite the things that are in him to provide and to protect and to do the things that a leader is called to do, but making sure that I am being his helpmate and being the having the power that I have to pray over him, to pray into my family. Like, I just feel like, like our, our hearts connect to God differently. Like, I don't know if there's no scripture to, to back this, but this is just my personal feeling. Like, I feel like because God knew he was creating us and he was intentional with how he created us with you just breaking down how he took us from the rib of a man. He knew exactly why he took us from the rib and he knew the power that we would have coming from that particular area and the, the ability for us to intercede on behalf of our men. It's just a softness to God's ear. I believe like, I feel like he is going to melt when we go to him on behalf of our man. And he's like, this is what I created y'all for. Your job is to pray for your man. Your job is to nurture that man. Your job is to speak life into that man. Like you created this life. Now every woman's job is to speak life into a man. Like not just your son, not just your husband, but any man that you come in contact with, uplift that man. Like I will make a post Black man, we thank you. Black man, we need you. Black man, we love you. Black man, we're praying for you. Because sometimes all a man here is what they aren't, what they can't do, what 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 odds are against them. Like the power <coughs> of speaking life into a man just elevates that man to another level. And I really believe that God created us for those purposes. Like we look at it in a bad way. Like I shouldn't have to always, why not? Hello. Why why not? We carry we carry we carry most of the gifts when it comes to spirituality. You know, um we we a lot of times more are are the seers, you know, we we are able to intuit things. We are able to just know things, you know. Don't go that way. Like I feel that. Don't go that way. You know what I'm saying? That that goes that that just goes right back to you know, the same way men. I've heard this in conversation before about how if a man tells his woman not to go to a certain place because he knows what type of environment that is, he don't necessarily know that something is going to happen, but he knows what type of environment it, it, that is. In the same situation, 
the woman knows something is going to happen. That spirit of discernment. Hello. So whereas the man may say, well, logically, it's this and this and this and that going on over there. So it's probably not safe for her to go that way. A woman would say, don't take yourself over there. Because I know something going to happen. Hello. I don't know what's over there, but I feel it. I feel it. Because we feel. Because that's where our energy comes Come from. Mm-hmm. Come on. That womb ain't just meant to give birth. It's it not. To it's not. So much more. No. You yeah. receive. Listen. I'm about to go off on the science tangent, okay? Let's do it. We're here ain't... for it. This ain't in the womb, though. This is actually in your stomach, in your gut. The vagus nerve, you were talking about the nerve system that go up through. The vagus nerve is the nerve that carries information from your gut to your brain. It's one of the larger transporters of information. That's why when, I don't know if y'all experienced this, but when I'm having an intuitive fit, that's why they call it a gut feeling. It's a connection from your gut to your right brain, the right side of your brain. That's why it's called a gut feeling. Come on and connect the dots. That's where that sacral energy is. That's where that energy is. That's where that womb energy is at. It's all it's all connected. That's why we feel that shit. And what happens when women are not in their power, your intuitive gifts are uh, blocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went through it. I went through years. I've been a dreamer since I was a kid. Like, very lucid, vivid dreams since I was a kid. And I went through a period of time where I was in a hypersexual type of state. You know what I'm saying? Like, where I just had to be, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) during that time, like, I literally have no creativity, no dreams, why? Because I'm giving all of that energy out to other people and I'm not restoring myself. Mm. 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 So I oh you you just hit hit something in me because I was speaking to my self-proclaimed godmother. She is a woman that I met as a full adult, but she is my godmother, period. I got one. Okay. And I know she don't comment when she when she watches this and when she hears this. Um, because I've been trying to get her on. She's like, I'll do public speaking. I'm like, but it's virtual. It's it's the same thing. Okay. (laughs) But she's she she faithfully watches our episodes. And you know, she said, So what's the next episode gonna be about? I'm ready. And I told her, I said, you know, it's it's gonna be about trophy token and virtuous woman. And she's like, What you mean? And I explained it to her. She said, "Mm." Mm. And we was just sitting next to each other quiet for a while. And she goes, well, I'll just tell you mine. Mine is that I felt like I always had to have intercourse with the man. I knew that's what they want. So that's what I was going to give. And that's what I thought made me a virtuous woman. That's all she had to do was that. And then get confused when he starts doing that somewhere else or with someone else Mm -hmm. because she's doing it whatever she's supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. Mm. i just didn't have strong boundaries and i was hypersexualized because of sexual abuse from Mm -hmm. when i was a kid Mm -hmm. 
So that was my thing. Like, I didn't know how to say no, especially if I really like somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, or let's wait type of shit. You know what I mean? So that, that was more so my thing. And then I, that was a point in my life too, where I feel like I couldn't be alone. So, you know, like I've been single now for over five years, you know what I'm saying? But I've been working on myself for a long time. I don't want, I want a healthy relationship. So I don't want to go into no relationship with all of this trauma. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I've dated, but what they say, the dating pool got pinned. They make me sick, like physically sick. Yeah. I ain't never heard that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Ain't nobody swimming in them pools no more. You better oh, not. Like, smell with anything. <laughs> find what you can find it like damn make sure it's good for you and that's why i like dating for that reason because i understand now that what's meant for me is gonna come to me i'm not gonna have to go looking for it yep come on and god ain't gonna give you nothing he's not gonna give you a blessing that you'll destroy when he knows you're not ready that hello. part hello so sometimes look, we rushing and he said not right now that's I why i just know. been sitting down and doing right my now. healing work and whew, so much hello. power in the healing baby mm-hmm. hello and look this is why this is why in my opinion women who do seek to be married at some point like shonda just said you got to work on yourself you got to get yourself together because you know the values that you portray in your non-marital relationships are really for practice Mm-hmm. when you get married right and, and what we just read in proverbs 31 when we were reading the biblical definition of virtuous woman one of the descriptions was that she comforts encourages and does him only good and not evil but if you've never done that before for people who are in your life what make you think you ready to do that in a or vice versa if you never if learned you never how to it. set boundaries and you're overextending yourself because that was my problem my problem was i'm this big loving person and i love everybody and i jump in a relationship and he getting the husband treatment you know what i'm saying right like right out the gate type of stuff and that's what they come to expect but then don't want to give you long term or treat you how you should be treated and me i didn't set boundaries like i was supposed to so while i had those comforting nurturing qualities i didn't know when to pull back i didn't Mm -hmm. know when to say no yeah yeah and that's super important yeah that's super important yeah i'm actually i'm gonna stick with it because i didn't read this far down in proverbs but proverbs 31 and 17 says that a virtuous woman equips herself with strength spiritually mentally and physically Mm. and makes her arms strong they don't literally mean your arms but you should be able to recognize right when you need to take a pause and go pour back into yourself you need boundaries you have to be able to understand yes yes the self-care the self-care and recognizing when you are being overextended because I have an issue with that I, I like to Say yes to everybody and help every. This is another thing. 
Husband you martyr yourself, basically. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I do that all the time because I just want to love. I want to see, I want to elevate people. I want to see people's vision come to life. And I don't think about how, you know, energy is not something that's just there. We don't have an infinite yep. reservoir. And so having to learn those boundaries so that I can stay strong, right? So that I can be able to replenish, so that I can be centered and holy myself, the, the, the person, the princess that God made me to be, right? You can't be the help that you want to be to other people if you're not. Yeah. And I think one of the things that really matter is understanding that your first ministry is to your home. So yeah, yeah, it's great to be all these amazing things and want to heal people and, and everybody have access to you. But if you are not pouring into your home first, and if you're not making sure that you have enough to give to them, then you're out of alignment anyway. So mm-hmm. understanding- And it's a ripple effect. Balance. It ripples out. It ripples yeah. out. It ripples out into your family. It ripples out into your neighborhood. It ripples mm-hmm. out into your immediate environment and even environments that you may not have any connection to right now, but you've been in connection with those people before. So if you're imbalanced in your relationship, for example, and people are looking at your relationship as an example, because maybe they've seen you in a place of being imbalanced at some point and, and they're looking at you as an example, well, if you're not staying in balance, that is rippling, rippling out into your environment because people are already looking at you. And then they, people don't even have to be looking at you. The way yo the way you carry your energy is a natural ripple effect. That's why, that's why they got the song "This Little Light of Mine." I'ma let it shine because when you let your light shine in darkness, it lights up the darkness. It, it illuminates. It, it, it illuminates. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, 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 yes. That's all right. And uh, again, while you out there illuminating or dimming, right? Because we can, we are spiritually powerful. Like that's what it is with a woman. (laughs) We are reservoirs of spiritual power. Mm -hmm. We are literally the keys, the gateways to life. We're influential. One of the most powerful parts of Genesis to me, when everybody talk about Eve and Eve and Apple, and oh, she was so bad. She convinced her husband the power of influence. Okay. We are spiritually and mentally and atmospherically powerful beings. And the so- womb is a portal. It's a literal portal for life, for spirit. Ooh. It's a portal. That's why you're not supposed to let everybody in your portal. <laughs> Okay. You have to be careful. You have to be mindful. Come on now. And that's why mental wellness, mental awareness, it matters. It's so important, especially for women, because we're the foundation. Everybody say this is a man's world, but the woman is the foundation of the world. Like, and, and so I just encourage all of the sisters out there to take care of yourself 
be aware, do not be swayed by stigmas of society. You know, it's okay to want to have goals and to want to look cute and get your hair done, but make sure that you have your, your priorities and your perspectives in balance. When was the last time that you talked about to yourself, to your family, to your loved ones, to your friends, what your virtues are, what yes. your values are? Miss Devin Elise has talked to us about in, in past episodes teaching other people how to love you. Well, you have to know what behaviors you value and you need to even accept and be prepared for that love. And you have to know your flaws. You have to. People want to so bad wear a mask, deny their flaws, get in these relationships. And now this person never saw this side of you. Now your mask done came off. You know what I mean? Like you've been giving up the representative because mm -hmm. The only way you're going to find the person that's supposed to be with you is by walking in your authenticity. Because yeah. it, it, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people wear a mask for long periods of time. So, like when I was young, my friend used to always be like, "Well, you gotta do this to get a guy, or you gotta ignore him, or whatever." You know all these little things you're supposed to do to attract. I said, "If I gotta do all that stuff, I just won't have no man." I don't have time to be playing games with people. Period. So yeah. when people don't know and they're looking at all these different dating advice things and you should do this and you should do just be yourself. Damn, if they don't like you, they don't like you. Move on. Right. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, Accountability not, is key. Yes. Do not sacrifice yourself your worth, your being for the sake of someone else's approval. Your approval should be top notch. It should be super, super, super important for you. Because that's God's approval. Come on. <laughs> All right, ladies. I feel like we just naturally walked right on into the advice <laughs> section of the podcast. What are some affirmations that we got? out here going we've been out here going let's say some of this for the unpacking let's start wrapping up what 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 affirmations do we have out here to kind of end the podcast i've been going hard on this one so Devin, go ahead <laughs> like affirmations um we are power like, don't be afraid to walk in your boldness. Don't be afraid to shine your light. Don't let anyone dim your light. Be unapologetically you. Know that you are wonderfully and fearfully made by God himself. He was intentional about where he was going to create us from when he was pulling us from the rib of man. So he knows exactly what our purpose is in this light, in this world. And it's to love. It is to nurture. It is to walk in our power and it is to spread light and love all over this world. So do that and you will be a virtuous woman and your king will find you. That's what I say. So what I'm going to say, and I think this is really, really important because we can be so like judgmental and hard on ourselves. So I think it's super important to love yourself right where you are at right now. So no matter what your goals are, no matter where you want to try to be, 
it's very important to love yourself where you're at. That's huge. That is huge. Be gentle with yourself. Absolutely. Show yourself the same empathy and compassion that you show other people. Give yourself grace. I like that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want to maybe start mine by clarifying something. Shonda and I have talked about this. I think we both feel very strongly about it. Ms. Stephen said that we are fearfully made. Now, a lot of misconceptions about the word fear in the Bible is that it means to be afraid of. But really, that's a translation issue. Really, what's meant by fear is to reverence, to have awe of, to have deep respect for. So reverence is really when you look at someone and you are in awe and you respect them and you want to be in good graces with them. So that's the kind of love that God had for us when he created us. And that's what he expects from us. So I'm going to go ahead and, and build on that. What Ms. Devin said, be unapologetically you. What Shonda said, have grace with yourself. Take care of yourself. Treat yourself with caution, with fragility. I'm going to add that and say, be in awe of yourself. Like chase after your self-love and your power such that you get to a point where you are literally in awe with who you are. So with that, I think that's a beautiful high note. We can go ahead and wrap it on up tonight. Sisters, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. I think I might have interjected my opinion a lot more than past episodes, but I'm not talking about this one. I do. I do. This was, this was your episode. It was. It was. I want to yeah, have another usually one. just ask the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no. I was like, I got something to say. Okay. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. I think women, um, because this is for the sisters, I really think women need to, one, understand the true definitions of these labels that we wear and make sure that when we wear them, we know what we're wearing. Um, Walk in that boldly. If you want to be a trophy, baby, you better be the best trophy wife you can be. And have the richest husband. And have the make sure you walking in it correctly <laughs> and profoundly. You better have the richest, successfulest husband. Okay. Man, look, don't be walking around being no truck. I ain't gonna go there. But yes, I definitely agree. Like we we really have to be mindful of the labels that we are putting on ourselves because we are dimming our own light when we do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let me stop because we said we was wrapping it up. I had a great time, and this one yeah. keep go. We can keep going and going, but we yes, our, going. I. Yeah, yeah. We, we gonna have to. We gonna have to look back on this one. Oh, we unpacking win. will be great. Unpacking is gonna be so awesome. <laughs> it is. It's gonna be so awesome. I can't wait to hear, especially what brother Rodney and okay. brother JB gonna have to say because you know. They, they stay coming for the. I think they purposely come to give content. They know they they know they be agreeing with us, but they just they got to the devil's advocate sometimes. Look, look, they, they always troll. say, "Oh well, I agree, but uh, <laughs> I have to agree." But uh, let me say it from this point. Nah, just agree. Period. Not comma. <laughs> okay, but I will say this. Sometimes the brothers, be, I think sometimes they get lost in their trolling because in submissiveness, they kind of took over for a minute. I sat back and said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> let the kings have they, have they battle. 
Battle of the Kings. Go ahead. They are gonna slaughter us and unpack it. Y'all caught us meddling kings. They better be careful. We spiritual uh powers over here. Oh, spiritual Listen. warriors, you hear me? We we have the womb of God. Y'all better look what was trying to say. Uh, I ain't never fought my own fight. <laughs> I ain't never fought my own battle, right? You better know who's coming behind me when you want to raise up. You better ask some of my exes. Oh. And on that and note, we're no. going to go. <laughs> on that note, we thank everyone for tuning in on tonight's big, big, big round of applause. I'm going to get to Shonda and Miss Devin. I had a grand old time. I can't wait for unpacking. Everybody join. Everybody join. Everybody join so that you can have something to say. If you do not know about our unpacking episodes, look us up on Clubhouse Blackout Couch. Also, follow us on YouTube, on Spotify, on all of the podcasts platforms we do have unpacking episodes on there so you can get a feel for what you are going to be in store of until then be unapologetic in your healing i hope you heal and we'll catch you next time